Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast Retro Life for You. My name is Chris Adams, host of the show. And uh, with me, off to the right of my screen here, is none other than... Oh, yabba-dabba-doo! <laughs> Fred Flintstone himself. I mean, I mean Travis Rollins himself. Yeah, buddy. What's I, happening? I mean, this, you know, not, not a lot is really going on. I mean, I'm still recovering from uh, last week's episode, man. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, remember, you know, last week we uh, well, we did Sin City, so right. I'm, I'm still recovering from all that black and white screen going killing. on, and all that killing and I, awesomeness. I had to, all that all, 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 all the clad babe awesomeness. I mean, it's just it was so much, you know. I mean, so much black and white movie, and it felt like I was back in, you know, the, the only black and white movie I want to see part of is Wizard of Oz. <gasps> you don't watch it in Technicolor. Well, it starts out in black and white, and then it oh, jumps, okay, then it jumps to the color. You know, I mean. That's so. true. That's true. Anyway, sometimes, so. sometimes I turn the color on my TV all the way down just to watch a movie in black and white for nostalgia. I think you're lying. <laughs> I might be. <laughs> I think you're lying just a bit because I want to see the TV that allows you to turn your color all the way down. You know why I think black and white doesn't bother me too bad, to be honest. At 16, uh, not 16, 15. So from the ages of about 12 to 14, I got my own TV. But it was a hand-me-down from Grandma's house, and it was the old dial, click, 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 click. And it was black and white. And it was black and white, baby. Hey, I'm right there my, with you. I had to play my Super Nintendo first video game I ever bought and paid for myself. The first one I ever had, I bought and paid for myself because Nintendo's was, Sega's was expensive. But I could plug my uh, I could plug my Super Nintendo into it, so three more months of saving, and I got me a little color TV. So I was happy. You know, my first TV was black and white as well. You're talking about the, the dials you turn, the old the old dials and everything. Mm-hmm. So I watched um, whatever I watched in my room on the black and white screen for probably the first six months or so that I had a television. Mm-hmm. And then my my, my my birthday been coming up, so. Um, I was like, you know, for my birthday, I want, I want a color TV. Heck and yeah. so I, it was still a small 13 inch TV. You know, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, because back then, you know, you were lucky if you got a TV at all as a kid in your room, much less anything else. So a 13 inch screen was just the acceptable thing. You know, it's what you got. No doubt. So yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you on all that. Well, it was funny too. My mom would punish me and um, <clears throat> she didn't realize that I was the, electronautical genius that i am (laughs) (laughs) so she'd come in and do mean stuff like instead of taking my vcr and my tv she took the cord to it the little coaxial cable yeah all right for all you musician children out there little little life hack uh used to take guitar string and just stick a piece of the guitar string from one end to the other. You don't need the outside. That's just shielding. So as long as you put the guitar <laughs> string inside the center of the coaxial, there you go. The rest of it's just shielding for outside interference. All right. So I jokes like, on yeah. you, mom. Jokes on you, mom. <laughs> you can't stop me. <laughs> I was like Macklemore here. They can't hold us down. That's right. That's right. Selling <laughs> of all, they always thought we were the just just the dumb old kids, didn't they? Yeah. She didn't realize I was a ninja with it. That's right, and you know ninjas survive. I mean, that, that's what the the rock group Europe used to sing about. Yeah, yeah. They, they had like, a song. Uh, they had a song called Ninja, and it was like you know Ninja survive. 
Ninja I, I forget the words too, but you know, that was the, the whole ninja, aspect of, you know, ninja motorcycles and ninja. Hey, you know how many ninjas it takes to change it? Where'd that light bulb come from? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. You guys can't see this, but uh, you know, uh, if we ever decide to release videos, this doofus over here has got a name under his name. <laughs> it's of course Travis, but it says underneath redheaded ninja. You mean ginger? Ginger? <laughs> yeah, that's the box where I'm supposed to put my email or something like that. But I like but, you know funny he, stuff in there. He got to be creative, right? That's right. That's right. But it's okay. I, I don't blame you at all. I, I say go for it, man. Go for Heck it. Heck yeah. I, I wonder what is there any good ninja movies from the 80s and 90s you think you know that's that's an excellent question because in the 80s ninjas was a big thing for a little bit you know i think for as early as 1980 you seen the octagon and enter the ninja and then it started going from there mm. and in 1985 <laughs> sam Furstenberg brings us american ninja American Ninja. American Ninja. Uh, his they first an American. Uh, you know, uh, with the what is it? Nagasaki clan? Nagamaki? Nagamuko? Whatever. Who? There's some famous ninja clan over there right now. It's like the only ninja clan that still exists, and they're like the Nagasaki clan, Nagamaki, Nagamuki, something like I, that. You know, I have no earthly idea what you're talking about. Yes, you say Nagasaki. I mean, the the first thing comes to mind is a wrestler, Kendo Nagasaki, back from the day. (laughs) That's 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 what I think. I want to hear that. Or I mean, I don't know. Wasn't it also a motorcycle? I'm not sure. Might have been. That might have been. It was a Nagasaki, the Kawasaki. That was like the off-brand Kawasaki. The Nagasaki 2000. (laughs) Guaranteed to slice and dice the competition. Right. Anyway, uh, Sam Furstenberg (laughs) brings this American Ninja in 1985 and. For this movie, they went through 2,000 people. Uh, Sam Furstenberg and others, they auditioned 2,000 different guys to narrow it down to 200. Mm-hmm. And they were looking for something specific. And they ended up bringing in Michael Dudikoff to take the role. Yeah. Uh, he At the time, he had this James Dean look going to him. And they kind of liked the fact that he had this you know, James Dean look. He was kind of quiet, had like a chip on the shoulder kind of feel and that's how they presented their character joe armstrong as american ninja and they say was perfect for it and one of the people that recommended him too i think was um uh menahem golan mm-hmm. i think that's how you say his name golan golan Sounds golan good to me. um but um he said you you, you got to get that dudikoff kid and uh so they they talked with him and they had a, a screening with him and some other girl and in another room, they had a screening with Chad McQueen and Judy Aronson. And they ended up taking Michael Dudikoff and Judy Aronson, but not Chad McQueen and the other the other girl. Um, Kurt McKinney. Do you know who Kurt McKinney is, by the way? I don't. Kurt McKinney. If you've ever seen No Retreat, No Surrender. Ooh, um, that's another one that's been years on top of years. Yeah, it was one of Van Damme's earliest movies. He was a bad guy, played a bad guy, Russian fighter. That was brought yeah, in hair slick back black. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. the one. So Kurt McKinney is the kid that plays Jason Stilwell in it. Uh, he auditioned for the role of American Ninja, but they said he was, he just looked too young. Okay. Yeah. Wasn't quite where they wanted him at. So, yeah. um, I guess, you know, for those who don't know what the American Ninja movie is about, 
based on a character, Joe Armstrong, who is an orphaned drifter. And uh, he finds himself in some trouble, which they don't really show you this. It's told later on in the in the movie. But he had found himself in trouble with the law, and he got choices of either going to prison or enlisting in the army. He enlisted in the army and goes forward from there. But he has had trouble with memory over the years. He was in an explosion as a teenager, lost his memory of who he was, where he came from, and all this stuff. So he went through a like a rough patch of years, I guess you would say, due to that. <clears throat> um, and then of course, being back in army, everything starts coming. Everything comes back around ultimately. Right, it's in place. And yeah, I just want to say too that the opening of this movie, I absolutely love it. It felt like I, the beginning of this movie. The first thing I noticed, like, dude, it had such an A team vibe. Like that first opening where they were in the car, and then the guerrilla mercenaries or war uh, army or whatever it was, the military unit. Um, and they were escorting the girl or whatever, but that, that opening shot, you know, where they, they pulled the tractor around and it just, that felt like, I was like, oh boy, this is going to be fun to rewatch this man. Cause it just gave me such a team feelings, you know? Right. And, <laughs> and, and the way they started it off kind of set the pace for the movie too, because you kind of get an introduction to what the Joe Armstrong character is. He doesn't speak for the first 14 minutes of the movie. I don't think. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you get a feel for him. He's he's a loner kind of guy. He's standing by himself up against one of the trucks, the truck he's going to be driving, I guess, in this convoy thing. And he's right. just sitting there flipping a butterfly knife over and over, opening it, closing it, opening it, closing it, and that's all he's doing. you got some other people off to the side. One of the characters named Charlie, who's got a bit role in the movie, um, they're doing um hacky sack and charlie comes over and says hey i'm great at this let me show you how it's done you know back in california where i'm from we do this all the time and so it, they all have this thing against the quiet kid i guess right you know the quiet kid's always a weird kid so since uh joe's always quiet you know they're always messing with him so they kick the hacky sack ball over toward him and they want him right. to throw it back and he won't do it he just ignores them and stares at him so it kind of sets the pace in a way with that of what kind of character he is to start with. And then you get into, like you said, straight into the action. The The convoy is going, there's a roadblock, and they're there to steal whatever they've got on the convoy. Heck yeah. And uh, Yeah, I loved it, man. Because I was like, I, it was so funny too, because I was like, you know, <clears throat> after the Sin City thing last week, and so so we've got a running thing with Chris and I now. It started with the uh, with summer rental, so I I was like, you know what, I'm gonna get on here, I'm gonna watch this movie, and I'm gonna come back. Even though I love '80s cheese, I was gonna come back and, and start dogging on the movie just to mess with Chris. <laughs> but I'm telling you, I cannot dog on this movie. Like this movie is good, like it really is. It's a good. I mean, I was expecting it to be more of that good old '80s cheese I love than what it is. Like it's legit, man. It's a really, really good movie. I like everything about it. The, the, it's got the, some good action to it, some good action sequences, some good fight sequences early on. You know, I, I guess what I'm, I, I look at it as a B-rated film, you know, like a B-movie. Yeah. But it, after, after watching it again, this isn't a B-movie. Like, I used all. to think of it as a B-movie, a B-rated movie with an A-movie feel. Yeah, because, like truly. Because B-movies were usually filmed in a certain way to where even – the way the camera filmed it, the camera style, it, it, it just looked like a cheap movie. Right, This right. didn't give it the appearance or a feel of a cheap movie, although it only had a $1 million budget yeah. for the movie. 
and the fight scenes weren't terrible for the day either. No, and and uh, Michael Dudikoff coming into the movie had had no martial arts experience. Right. He learned some things on set. Now he eventually went on to earn a black belt, and I want to say it's awesome. in jiu- I, I want to say it's in jujitsu. If I'm not mistaken. Uh oh. Uh, if you learn that Gracie style. I I don't remember what kind of I, I think it was jujitsu though. I had to look that up completely. It's not on the uh, the trivia part on IMDb that I was looking at earlier, but I know that he learned and got a black belt in something. Um, and there was some on-screen angst between him and Steve James because Steve James did know some martial arts going in, and Dudikoff was afraid that that would overshadow him and make him look bad. So they filmed uh, a lot of their scenes on separate parts you know, of, the, of the place of location they were at so they didn't yeah, yeah. have to you know, see one or the other. How right, I think that on. was because James actually had a martial arts background. Yes, he had a martial arts background in it. Yeah, um, he wasn't very happy about all that, I don't think. It said, uh, you know, about halfway through filming, they kind of got together and, you know what I mean, made friends, made friendly, I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, they kind of, uh, for lack of better terms, kissed and made up without the kiss, I guess. Right. Uh, but it, they got over their stuff. I, I guess they talked things out and got over things, and it was good. Um the main people in this movie, uh, Michael Dudikoff, Steve James, Judy Aronson, um, the guy that played the the opposing ninja was Tadashi Yamashita, and he yeah. was in a couple other great things also in the 80s that were ninja-related or martial arts-related. I loved when he went full-on <clears throat> when he went full on Naruto there at the end and, like, put his hands together and then did, disappeared. No, that's not that's not Tadashi Yamashita. That was oh, John that no, that's John Fujioka. Now, okay. he, he was the one that you find out later on was the um, the master, I guess, for, yeah. for Joe for Joe Armstrong. So, um, yeah, Shinyuki. Um, he's the one that does that. Oh, okay. And then he, he disappears. Well, disappears well, I mean, and reappears out in front of him. I couldn't tell. <laughs> <laughs> Tadashi Yamashita was the Black Star Ninja, the, okay. the, the main villain. He was the one that had the red writing down on the left side of his Yes. E. Okay. Yeah. Of course, then you had a couple of side characters, Don Stewart as Ortega and John LaMotta as Ronaldo. Ronaldo, I think, was the uh, sergeant, mm. I think. Or was that or No, no, that was Ortega, wasn't it? Yeah, sergeant. Ortega was the sergeant. Sergeant Ortega, yeah. I believe. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then Ronaldo was the guy, I guess, who was trying to you know sell the arms and stuff like that. Yeah. I, you know what? I like Jackson's character. It is a fun character, and he's more fun in American Ninja 2 to follow up. If mm-hmm. you ever get a chance to watch it, you know, go ahead and take a look at it. But it's nothing to rush after. But he is a better overall character in the second one, I think. Right. You're just getting to know him in the first one because, you know, him and other guys, they, are, they go strictly by the book on things, and they're a close-knit group of guys, and then Joe kind of stands out from them. Um, Heck yeah. Until you know, of course. Now you started off talking about the the convoy being hijacked and everything. That's where you get your first real feel of what Joe Armstrong's character is like. I mean, he's not giving up. He's not giving up his truck or anything. He doesn't think that they should uh, be taking the hijacking so easily like that. So he he initiates the fight pretty, back. Well, he pretty much complied until old boy slapped a girl and tried to throw her in the back of the car. Right. He was pretty much being a good boy. But then decided he wasn't going to be a good boy anymore. Nah, you don't put your hands on a woman in America. 
That's right. And they wasn't even in America. They was in the Philippines. That's right. That's where the base was. It was the Philippines. Yeah. Um, and then he but, caught, you know, that's, he was like using that shovel when he when he stuck the shovel in her face and stopped the arrow with it. Uh, now that and was really he, cool. And when when I first seen arrow. this movie the first time, that, right. that that was very cool at the beginning of it that set the pace for his his abilities and everything. Not only was he doing the fights where like even little things like he threw a threw a screwdriver like a throwing knife. He threw the four way <laughs> yeah. lug wrench at the one guy hit him in the face Dude, and all that I'm, stuff. I'm glad you said that because while I was watching I just rewatched this today and yeah. I didn't get to see all of it. I I missed about the last I say quarter of the movie, but then I watched went and YouTube the final scene so I'd at least have that much in my memory banks because i remember watching this when i was a kid but i don't remember it well um but uh dude i'm i hope after talking to diane a few weeks back i really hope that that was not a real four-way glove wrench because can you imagine <laughs> getting a full catching a four-way lug wrench to the jaw and throat no i can't didn't hit him with it either he threw it like it came yeah. at him like a like a ninja star yeah like a giant throwing star or something <laughs> yeah dude oh my god can i knock him? oh ooh, 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 i got another pun hey, hey can can i throw this can i throw this four-way lug wrench like a ninja star sure can Shirkin, <laughs> shirkin, <laughs> but dude, y'all see why I, I keep him around every week? You see why he is rather he is rather humorous when he wants to be. Sometimes, yeah, that was sucked though. But I tell you what was funny though was when he when he pulled that arrow out of the shovel handle and he looked at him and he snapped it, and yeah. I, it was it was just a moment for me where I was like, this whole scene was so awesome until that. Cause it, it looked like a bamboo sprig pulled up out of the ground. Like it was so tiny, <laughs> but it was a cool scene though. I mean, he, he, he fights the guy. You see the, the ninjas are getting ready to fire on him. Mm-hmm. As soon as he puts the guy down, he falls back on that pickaxe. He has the, the shovel handle in hand and you see the black star ninja signal them to fire. He just smacks the two arrows out of the way. And then the third one catches it with the handle. Stops it with the handle, like catching it, and then pulls it off and looks at him, and just snaps it at him, like you know what, you ain't nothing. Oh, dude, yeah, that, yeah, I was like, okay, this movie's gonna be pretty good. I I like how they strategically. I feel like uh, in in the sequence of shooting scenes in the movie, I felt like that one maybe a little bit earlier than some of the other stuff that I saw, because I like how they strategically uh, kind of cut away or, or or chopped it up to where when he actually was throwing kicks. You yeah. didn't really get to see him throw a kick. Yeah. So you say you didn't get to see his horrible form or anything at that time. I'm sure, you know what I mean? Like he got better. Yeah. But I, 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 I think they actually refer to stuff like that as like studio fighting. Yeah. Because it's it's more camera angle and camera work than it is, you know, fighting skills in any way. Right. Um, a lot, uh, there's a lot of people out there that can't throw a, a good kick or couldn't throw a good kick even at the time and maybe learn better later. Mm-hmm. But with the camera angle, the way it turns, it looks like they're about to turn into like a roundhouse kick, but they don't. And the they next camera the angle on the chest. <laughs> yeah, and the, the, the yeah. next yeah, the next camera angle is the foot on the chest. Exactly, it looks like they're turning around, and the next thing you see is the foot in the chest, and them flying back or something. Yeah, you know? and it works though. That's what I thought was cool yeah. about it. I was like, okay, but I saw I saw why they were doing it through knowing that he didn't have the background when he started the movie. You know what I mean? I thought that was a really cool Hollywood trick there. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, so the next uh, big scene for me at that point was where Jackson confronts him yep. about 
what happened at that little thing there. He said, you know, we lost a lot of good friends because of what she was doing. And he, he told him, he said, you know, we left glory boys like you back in Nam because glory mm-hmm. boys like you get people hurt. He said, you know, are you like a glory boy or something like that? Whatever he called him. Yeah, he was doing that because of, because of, uh, if, if I'm not mistaken, he did that because he rushed in to save the girl that, that they slapped. So he's, uh, Jackson was saying that he was a loner, wanting to do things his way, not thinking about the team. Right. So then they had this little confrontation between the two, and Jackson is supposed to be the, the real baddie of the group, right? You know, he can he can box, he can do the judo and all this other stuff and karate. And uh, so they get in, and they, he doesn't lay a hand on Armstrong, and all Armstrong does to him is just keep tossing him, flipping him, mm-hmm. you know, whatever you do. And then he gives him one big chance at the end of it. He hands him a big... I don't know if it was a, a shovel handle or whatever it was. And he mm-hmm. puts a, a pail on his head, a bucket. Mm-hmm. So and, yeah, that he would be carrying water around in. And he puts it over his head where he can't see. And he's kneeled down on one knee, pointing at his head, like, go ahead, take your shot. And when he comes down with his shot on him, he catches him at the wrist, flips yep. him on over and takes the thing from him and stops like an inch over his nose. Look at the flick of my wrist. <laughs> And it's like the crowd was turning on him, you know, Jackson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Taunting him toward the end of it. It was so, cool too, though, because like back in the day, that's how we did things, man. I loved how he 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 got up at the end and was like, "Man, you all right?" You know what I mean? Like he said, "That's yeah. enough." And then he was like, "You all right?" And then he took up for him when the when the Sarge came by and everything. Like we used tried to, to make it look like, like they were giving a display or something. Yeah, we used yeah, to do then, stuff like that. We had a problem with with throw with swing them bows, man, and then. Once it was over with, everything was cool, and we was friends back in the day. Yeah, today they just pull a gun out and shoot each other, so it's a shame. Anything about this movie stand out to you as your favorite? I mean, uh, like, I mean, let let me rephrase it before I ask you this question. Uh, Did you watch, were you a big fan of the ninja genre when you were growing up? Did you watch, you know, many of the ninja movies? It wasn't, it wasn't so much the ninja stuff as much as it was just the action and fighting, so it, it wasn't. You know what I mean? Like I had seen some of them. Um, I I do remember. I think American Ninja Four. I remember it pretty well. Um, so I, that had um, the Joe Armstrong character's return was in part four. Yeah, and he was fighting along with the the Sean character that came in part three. David right. Bradley played. And I remember there was like an there was like an American samurai movie, but that wasn't. I guess that ain't the same thing. But uh. What was it? No. Revenge of the Ninja, Ninja versus Shaolin. Like yeah, there I, was, but I didn't watch a whole whole bunch of them. And it's funny you get these three movies: Enter the Ninja, Revenge of the Ninja, and Ninja Three: The Domination. Yeah, that sounds like a trilogy of ninja movies, right? It does. One has nothing to do with the other. The <laughs> only crazy? thing it's like Highlander, right? Has nothing to do with the yeah. previous films. Uh, the only thing that's the same in these three movies is Sho Kasugi. Ah. he's the bad guy in the first one and he's a good guy in the second and third one i'll be different characters played by the same person i mean just different stories and everything it's crazy right um so i had something for you on american ninja here it uh i told you before it's one million dollar budget estimated mm-hmm. this great b movie with an a feel <laughs> how much <laughs> money do you think it made the box office gross worldwide Oh, oh, shoot! If it came out and so it came out by side. What was the what was the uh, budget on it? One million dollars estimated. 
uh, 12 million. You're actually close. 10 million, 499, Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, when you're talking about millions in 1985, $9 million don't sound that bad, like that bad of a profit. <laughs> um, opening weekend, U.S. and Canada, $3.2 million, September 2nd, 1985. Now, I don't know what it opened up against or anything. That could have, um, I don't know if that had something to do with it or not. But, I mean, you know, I, I don't think this was a movie that was ever destined to do well to box office, to be honest with you. It was a good movie, a good action movie. And, you know, yeah. guys love a good action movie. Right. And it, it took a life of its own when it hit VHS like a lot of other things did. And it found its little um, audience of people that liked it and everything. Right. It became that an worked, action cult classic. Right. It worked well in its favor then. Um, there's another movie that I like a lot. I'm not gonna. We're not going to really discuss it, but I just want to bring it up. In case anybody wants to watch it, uh, of course there was American Ninja Two that he did. But if you haven't seen it yet, look up Avenging Force. I think you'll like Avenging Force for a Michael Dudikoff film. It's a good action movie back in that time frame. Michael Dudikoff. And that what, uh, what American uh, that that American Samurai movie you were talking about? I just caught a glimpse of it. Yeah. Um, it looks like it's got David Bradley in it and, pro and um, Mark Dacascus. Oh. So, Mark Dacascus, if y'all aren't familiar with him, he's from Only the Strong and he had a, a role in that TV series, the remake of Hawaii 5 0 they did. See, we had we had Mark Dacascus. 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 Mark Dacascus. Then we have, now I can't even remember the guy's actual name that I messed up. So, Michael. I told you I was going to bring this up. I told you I was going to bring this up. Michael. How Dukakis. long ago this was in our first season? I can't remember. Oh, it's been a while. A long while. We were talking about different movies and everything, and um, I, I brought up Michael Dudikoff. I, was, I didn't say his name yet, but I was bringing up some movies he was in, and this goober over here was like... <laughs> um, um, that um, that that Michael Dukakis guy. Yeah, yeah. Hey, well, we maybe we can get Michael Dukakis to come on or something. And I'm like, who? Now. <laughs> I'm like, who? And he's like, you know, did, did I say it wrong? Did I say something else? I said, yeah. did you say, did you say Dukakis? And he's yeah. like, yeah. And yeah. I was like, the guy that ran for president. <laughs> I don't know. The politician. <laughs> I said, look, it's Dudikoff, man. Dudikoff. Yeah, We're never going to get Dudikoff to come on the show now. Thanks a lot, right. Travis. Thanks that was a lot. Hilarious. I was actually holding off on this movie, Travis, um, yeah. for uh, the longest time, or else I think we may have done this a long time ago. Right. I was holding off on this movie because I had high hopes of, of, of getting Michael Dudikoff to reaching out to him and see if I could get him to come on the show like we have some people in the past. Right. To talk about this movie and Avenging Force both. Um, but no such luck on it. So I finally gave in. Oh, well. Yeah, well, what can you do, right? I mean, you know, we get we get Lance and Catherine. They're friends of the show. That's some, I'm, if we don't make no more friends, I'll be happy. But then you put Lori and Diane and oh, Lord have mercy. How we've had it. We've had some great, great interviews. So you're missing out, Michael, not us. <laughs> <laughs> 
We still and once on again, <laughs> once again, now he hears you say that he definitely won't come on the show. <laughs> He'll be yeah. like, "No, Travis, you're missing out, sir." You know, I said you didn't hear what I just said. I said we still love to have you on the show. <laughs> oh, we still love to have you on the show for sure, though. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Don't yeah, worry. Hey, hey, be like, hey, look, don't worry, Lori. If you're listening, we won't tell him that story you told on him. We we won't tell him or anything. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sh- sh- we'll keep it quiet. We'll keep it quiet. Uh, oh. uh, did you know uh, who they originally wanted to play the role of American Ninja? I do. They wanted Chuck, Chucky Baby himself. That's right. Yeah, but they were afraid Shut if he shaved Mars. his beard off, then the fist that's under there instead of a chin wouldn't fit in the mask. You know, you know, I don't <laughs> think he had a beard at the time. Chuck didn't? Not Well, I don't know. This is 85. He may have. Right. Yeah, you know, he did. 85, I think he did. I He had a beard since Delta Force, didn't he? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think in 85 he had one for sure. Yeah. So that's, that's a good point. I mean, maybe, you know, the, maybe the beard wouldn't fit under the mask. You know, it's, it was it was be so powerful that it would be trying to you know punch and kick its way out the mask every couple of minutes. It would look funny on him or something. Hundred uh, percent. He did say though that he didn't want to do a movie that would cover his face up though. Yeah, he uh, said that was the reason why he turned I'm it down. Me. Yeah, do it as me. Gotta do it as me. That's right. Yeah, it's, it's and, then, it. and then as a prank, I think I said this before. As a prank, he peed in the gas tank of a transfer truck, and Optimus Prime was born. What I've heard. <laughs> what I've heard. You know what else I've heard? What's that? I've heard that he once swam around the Virgin Islands mm. twice without taking a break. Yeah. And now they just call it the islands. Oh yeah, there you go. You know he can dry his clothes underwater. Really? Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. That's amazing, man. <laughs> I wonder what all Michael Dudikoff can do. Oh man, I probably wouldn't mess with him either. Michael's been in some. Michael's awesome. He's a ninja, you know. I mean, he he can't run for president like Michael Dukakis, but he. I mean, he could. It's we. It's still semi free for a little <laughs> while longer. Maybe I don't know. We'll, we'll see where it goes. But <laughs> oh my god, uh, I don't know if you know. I'm sure you've probably read this, but everybody else out there may not know this. In an interview. Uh, with German media in 2012, Michael Dudikoff uh, revealed to them that he sweated so much during the later fight scenes because mm-hmm. he had malaria. Mm-hmm. Them skeeters got a hold of him. I mean, how tough are you that you're going to keep filming a movie after you've contracted malaria? No doubt. I mean, I give him mad props for that. That's that's uh, pretty impressive right there. Because that would, uh, I would think that would keep the average person down, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Man. I would have to say so. I want to know is Steve James, was Steve James, I can't remember his name, was it Lucky? No. Was Steve James the dude in Weird Science that gave, what's the name, the hat when they, when they, when they went to yeah. the club? Yeah, uh, I was going to tell you that uh, Steve James and Judy Aronson. We're both in weird science together, but never in a scene together. Uh, uh, he, whenever uh, Lisa takes um, uh, uh, Wyatt and Lisa, Gary, yeah, Gary. when yeah, he's doing Gary. Yeah, Wyatt and Gary, um, when he, they take him to the club, then uh, that's where Steve James. He's one of the guys in the club. Yeah, because he he gave Gary his hat. Yeah. 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 
Uh, so there was an the guy who directed the movie though. Um, well, you know what? I, I'm gonna save this one for in a minute. I'm gonna get back to the movie for a second before we give any more, you know, little freebies or not freebies, but tri- trivia things out here. Oh, okay. um, so we got to where um, you got Armstrong and and uh, and, and Jackson are friendly at this point and everything. Armstrong has also taken a liking to the girl that he saved early on, which turns out is none other than the general's daughter. Probably a bad thing if you're a private there to be trying to date the general's daughter. Not the mm. smartest move for your career, Probably right? Not. But she's into him too, though. Now we saw what happened when my man stole a burrito for that girl. What movie was that? Oh my gosh! <laughs> you know uh, that was a uh, battleship. Was it battleship? Yeah, yeah battleship. Come running out with the burrito. Yeah, yeah, battleship. <laughs> that was something. Um, Judy, uh, uh, Judy Aronson, I absolutely love. She's great. Uh, follow her on Instagram. She puts up some fun things on there sometimes. I've actually, I, I'm, I've never had a conversation with her, but mm-hmm. there's been a couple of like one or two word things back and forth on a post or something. Awesome. And like, so she, and she follows and she follows our Does Instagram. she follow the show? She follows our Instagram. Our Instagram. She follows well, our Instagram. Good enough. I'm yeah. I, I awesome. you know, and I do appreciate her for that though. She's a, she's a very nice lady. Uh, I, I have tried to get her on before, but she's been so busy lately with the uh, SAG thing, especially she's one of yeah. the people out there uh, picketing for sure. Right. Right. Um, but anyway, um, back to her again, uh, her character, this is not my favorite character she's played. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I feel like the character she played at Patricia was really whiny mm-hmm. and stuff. And maybe it's because they were trying to, you know, she's like the spoiled general's daughter or something. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Yeah. But it's just kind of a, especially when he's saving her and he's, he's running her through the jungle where he's saving her and he broke the heels off her shoes so she could run better and uh, cut her skirt and tied it around her legs and all this other stuff. And she's being so whiny the whole time and mad. Yeah, I, that was that. That was annoying. It was a little bit annoying to me. Yeah, but I mean, she kind of made up for it at the end. I think though, so it was a little better. But um, the uh, they send him on a um kind of a special run. They have, he has figured out something's going on, and he don't know who yet. But the sergeant and the general's got something to do with it, and they're talking about what they can do to get rid of him. So they send him on a special run to a warehouse. Right, he's going to lose that truck. But they're hoping to take him out in the process as well, which doesn't happen. He makes it out of that also. But he also hitches a ride with the truck and ends up at the place where all this stuff happens. And he gets hooked back up with his his um, his master, or whatever you want to call him, like in better words. So that's where all his memory starts coming back. Everything comes running back to him all of a sudden. He knows who he is and what he is and what he has to do and all this stuff now. Um, I don't want to give too much more away, really. I don't want to just tell the whole movie. Right, right. So, and I think we've probably skipped through it fairly well enough at this point that you know we can leave it at, at that. the The final battle scene will come up in a little bit, and that'll be the end of the movie. Which I thought the final battle was good. You have any, any, any thoughts on the final battle? Yeah, I, that, that's when uh, that was probably um, really my favorite part of the movie with the build up and everything. And then mm-hmm. um, I thought it was hilarious because it looked like. <clears throat> It's another situation they were in, but it looked like <laughs> it looked like you've got this field full of ninjas out here, sword fighting and hand to hand and all this. <laughs> and then there's one scene or one little shot, I mean, where 
they show that, but then you see everybody on top of the hill in their suits and everything, like they're just cutting up, laughing, having some kind of cocktail mixer. (laughs) They were talking back and forth about Dylan and all, but that one shot, it was almost like a oops or or a goof, you know, like a movie goof. Yeah. So it was like they were taking a break or something all up there cutting up and laughing while all these people are down here fighting in the field. Ninja's got to have coffee too. That's what I'm talking about. And ninjas are people too, Travis. Ninjas are people too. But that, that was a great scene. I, I really like that scene. That that scene to me was the standout fight scene. I know that leads into the part you were talking about you liked earlier when you talked about the uh the teacher. Yeah, with he's, um, Naruto. Yeah, and he, he disappears and reappears back in front of uh Joe and takes that knife that the other guy was throwing at him. Yeah, yeah. Um Kind of an impressive scene, though, at that point, building up to that. He comes up over the hill, like I said, twirling the sides around, takes that little pose for a second. Mm-hmm. Dashi Yamashita's Black Star Ninja immediately does a backflip behind the girl and puts a knife up to her neck. You know, uh, then, you know, yeah. this has got to stop. And and uh, so you see uh, all the ninjas surround him, and he's going to take on, like, what was it, like 15, 20 ninjas or something? It looked something like. like that. Like, it was tons of them. And he was circling around him, then you know, a smoke bomb goes off and there's his master there in suit in ninja suit with him ready to take him on. And they yeah. end up taking on all of them and killing all of them. Uh, kind of before that though, if you remember, this is kind of, of um, important because the first movie, when Armstrong deflects the arrows and catches the one and breaks it, mm-hmm. he is shooting a bow and arrow at the bad guy. And it lands right before his feet. Um, the black star ninja stops him and it hits at his feet. And he fires the second one, which would have got him square in the chest. Mm-hmm. But the Black Star Ninja catches it right in front of him and then holds it out and breaks it over his knee right in front of him. No, right. no, b- breaks the arrow. And then Armstrong breaks his bow over his knee. Yeah. So it's not long after that, after they have that fight, him and his master, and um, the master ends up dying. Spoiler alert. Sorry. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's why I say go in front of it. I know. Spoiler alert. I'm sorry. He reappears out of nowhere and takes a knife Spoiler in the chest. Spoiler apology. Spoiler apology. Yes. That's so funny. Um, but at this point, we now have the uh, the army coming in. <laughs> they make their appearance. Uh, the general's daughter was taken, uh, and because he was going to not do the business, he was going to delay the shipment or whatever and not do business. Like at that time, they were supposed to. So they take his daughter. So uh, he didn't appreciate that too much, and he brought in the cavalry. So now we got you know Jackson making his reappearance. He's on the right. ninja compound, and uh, I wonder, they got. I wonder who was the dude he was fighting in like the little hallway. It looked like Bolo Young's. It looked like Bolo Young's little cousin or something. It does in a way. He's got a Bolo Young appearance to him in a sense. Yeah, like he's, maybe he's he could be jacked, related to man. him. He is jacked for sure. Yeah, he is, and and that had that was like one of the cheesiest fights, man. I don't. I just <laughs> wasn't it, man. They are doing a couple of fights and then uh, a couple of moves, and you see Jackson looks like he shows him his hand all of a sudden. <laughs> it looks like he goes to uppercut him in the nuts, and say so he just grabs him and squeezes. And he's like, "Yeah, yeah you like that? No, I'm not. You I like that, that, huh?" That's hilarious. <laughs> and apparently, the guy must have liked it because it didn't hurt him or anything. Because he starts fighting right back on him and kicks him <laughs> in the groin. <laughs> And then the overall, the overacting for the fight of those two at the end of it, when Jackson's doing his little backhand, his elbow, and his whatever he does, mm-hmm. it was a, just a little bit much overacting on the fight. Um, so just wondering real quick, uh, we'll go ahead and start wrapping this up. 
Um, hopefully, uh, you know, everybody will check this movie out if they haven't seen it, especially if you like the ninja genre, but you didn't get to see this one back in the day, or you just want to want just a, a, a fun one to rewatch. <laughs> yeah, I was just to say, if you don't mind watching stuff that's a little bit older, this is actually, I mean, it's a fun watch, no doubt. I, I, I do want to throw some fun trivia, just one fun trivia out that you will like if you haven't read it yet. Okay. That you'll get a kick out of, okay? Because he, because uh, Furstenberg has uh, done more movies than just this. I mean, he did three movies with Dudikoff. He did American Ninja 1, 2, and Avenging Force. But mm-hmm. director Sam Furstenberg has stated in an interview that his two favorites of the films he's directed are this one, the first American Ninja. Mm-hmm. And, and breaking two break electric two boogaloo. Electric boogaloo. <laughs> it had to be. Had to be. He said this film has a special quality of innocence, true friendship, love, and youthful idealism. And what's no, so funny? It's this... a bunch of ninjas cutting each other up. What I was gonna say? What, 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 didn't breaking come out the year before too? Uh, this is breaking two. Well, breaking two. I mean, didn't I, that I think breaking two. I think breaking two is eighty-five. Was it eighty five? So I week? think so. I think the first one was eighty four. Second one was eighty five. Oh, okay, that's what it was. But so uh, let's go. Ahead. Just out of curiosity, once again, uh, favorite part of the movie. Uh, favorite part of the movie is them talking about uh, ninjas and Bushido because ninjas don't follow Bushido. Bushido is the way of the blade. It, that's uh, uh, a samurai uh, dictation, not dictation, but um, it's a it's a thing that they talk about not the ninjas what were they talking about when he said the kubadetta the kobadetta i don't remember the kobadetta yeah he he says uh uh, he says something to him uh the the teacher is saying something to the armstrong but he goes kubadetta he goes ninja magic yeah ninja magic ninja magic running from a magic (laughs) no i think uh yeah i think i think the end fight scene truly would, would be my favorite um I liked it uh, up till before he jumped on the helicopter. Yeah. I, the only thing I don't like about the ending fight scene is the extra gadgets that the Black Star Ninja had. Right. I, I didn't think that was very true to the form or anything, what they were doing. Yeah. I true. mean, for crying out loud, he had a laser on his arm right. that he used yeah, one time. Crazy. This ain't and he had, the, and he, he had the, one, uh, the one thing that shot out like it was three bullets that shot off all one to the other all in a row doom, 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 yeah. off, his, off his top of his hand and then the flame thing from under his uh, it was up under his wrist and yeah. he i guess he had to hit a button or something to send a flame straight out and it was like they burning the rope into they were climbing up right i want to actually before before we swap it over to you i want to change my i want to change that actually yeah i want to say that my favorite point of my favorite part of the movie was the opening scene because it got me hyped up and ready to watch it like i I really that opening scene was just so good straight to the action we didn't need no story we didn't need to know what was going on we just like roll a few credits and boom here we go that's what i was gonna say i was gonna say it's the opening it's the opening fight where he decides he doesn't appreciate them going after the girl and he starts to fight back and then you got all the gis jumping in with him and they're winning, and he takes off. I guess after the yeah. girl, the guy chasing the girl, and then you know, while he's gone, all the ninja come out and take care of the ones that are there. Then you see him come back over. Uh, to yeah, get that's the girl. gotta be my favorite. That's yeah. that was awesome. Yeah, that that it, stands it really out for got me you well. hyped up to watch the rest of the movie too. It does. It really does. I mean, it. it I, I I didn't watch this movie coming into this because I've seen this movie. I swear, fifty times. <laughs> right. 
I mean, I, I can quote you scenes from the movie. I can tell you the story from beginning to end of it, and just you ain't got to watch it. I'll tell you everything that happens in it. Heck, but yeah. I'd rather you watch it though. Uh, so I mean, it's that it it, it it hypes me right now, making me kind of want to go watch it after we get done with this. It's worth even, it, even though I didn't watch it this week leading up to it. So anyway, um, overall grade, you want to give it? Uh scale of one to ten. Yep, as always. You know what? I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say for a ninja movie, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a man. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it an eight and a half, maybe even a nine. I I could say it's a nine because it's a to me as far as in my mind goes. If I think about a a ninja movie, this would be the mm-hmm. one that I think about, even having not seen it in twenty years or more. You know, so yeah, I would say yeah, I'd say I'd say this is a. I thought it probably a nine. See, you're probably going to be surprised at me because I'm the one that wanted to do this movie. Uh, I'm the one that brought it up to you, right? You think I'm going to give it the higher rating, but I'm going to give it an eight. And I'm only going to give it an eight. It would have been a nine. I I, I don't like giving perfect scores to something usually. So, you know, 10 being perfect. But I would have given it a nine, but it lost a point with me because of how the Black Star Ninja had the extra weird weapons with him as a part of his... Um, get up, you know, the, yeah, the, the yeah. laser thing, the, the bullets, the, the, the flame thrower type thing under his, under his wrist that one time. I didn't really like that aspect of it. I liked right. the fact that they switched up weapons during their fight. It wasn't just like uh, sword fighting or hand to hand. When they went hand to hand fighting, they had the, the claws on their hands. Right. Um, they had uh, at one point to the, uh, the black star ninja, he had commas. And, you know, Dudikoff pulled out the size to counter. And then you got their sword fight with each other, which was yeah. great, which is pretty good. So, but the first one, like you said, it gets you hyped for the whole movie and that's what you like. It really gets you yeah. going. So no doubt. No eight doubt. for me, nine for you. Not bad overall. I'd say I would it was say not. I would a highly say. recommended movie from us to Worth you. Watching. That's some good. That's a, you got to be living the retro life right there, baby. That's right. You Where live. else can we really live the retro life? Can we really? Nowhere. I could do it online. Well, yeah, we could. You can. You can if you go to the website because you you will find us at www.retrolife.com. The number four, the letter U. The letter com. U. I messed right. that up a couple of weeks the, ago. The letter. You did. You did. But you recover. You, you're recovering Today's nicely from it, though. You by the number four and the letter U. Hi-ho. Hi-ho, Kermit. I love the ninja movies. <laughs> there you go. Kermit the ninja here. Kermit the ninja. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> anyway. Um, back to the show again. You can catch us on any anywhere you get your uh, podcast at. When you listen to the podcast, please make sure you give us a like for the show and you give us a follow if you're not following us already. You can find us on social media at Instagram and Facebook at Retro Life the number four Y O U. Email us if you want to Retro Life the number four Y O U at gmail dot com. Give us some ideas for movies you'd like us to watch and talk about based on eighties and nineties, um, and we'll take a. Definitely into consideration. If you got any questions you want to try and stump the expert, Mr. Travis Rollins, with, send that in and we'll see if we can't stump him on the next show. Yeah, baby. That being said, uh, Travis, it's been a fun week, man. And do you got something to close us out with this week? 
Yeah, y'all make sure y'all hit up all of our socials because I'm going to be campaigning moving forward that we not call uh, the expellation of built-up gas uh, farts anymore. I'm going to I'm going to call them ninjas, like I just ninjed. And uh-huh. uh, if you need the explanation, it's because they're sneaky, they're dangerous, and if you see one, something has gone terribly wrong. <laughs>